In today's show, we're looking ahead to Saturday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We are here to look ahead to Saturday's games in the league. Let's talk about them right now. First game up. The Pistons and the Philadelphia 76ers. Again, if anyone, if anyone can explain to me what the Sixers are doing, please let me know. Mason Plumley has rested the last five games. I'm not tired. Apparently he's not tired anymore because he's been upgraded to probable. So you, this is what makes no sense to me. You are resting him because you are tanking and you're developing your young, pl- young players. Fine. Absolutely no worries with that at all. So why bring him back with five games to go? What is actually the point of this shit? It, what, Jeremy Grant has been out the last five games with a sore knee. He's now questionable to play and claims he's going to play. Is he going to come back for a one-game swan song and then piss off again for the rest of the year? Corey Joseph played, rested four games, came back, played 35 minutes, and now, oh, you know what? His ankle's sore. Bullshit. This is all bullshit. Just sit him out. Like, what is the point of this? So anyway, what I'm watching for for the Pistons is kids cover years. Whatever the fuck this nonsense franchise is deciding to do. What what are they going to do? Are they going to if they come in and start Mason Plumley and play him thirty minutes and Isaiah Stewart plays eighteen? I will rip that franchise the largest asshole you have ever seen. It is going to be huge. That's what I'm going to be watching for. I'm also going to be watching to see if Jeremy Grant plays and see what he's able to produce. I don't think that Grant is any sort of must-roster player. He's a droppable guy a long time ago. But if he's on the wire, you stream him in. You see what happens there. Also, want to see the depressed penis Sadiq Bay, who's played a ton of minutes. 40, 39, and 39 in three of his last last four games, um, which is obviously huge. And some of those have been good games. Some of them have been bad games. So let's see if Bay can get some uh, good production back there. For Philadelphia, they have been cruising in most of these games. Pretty comfortable wins. You would hope they were able to rest some players, and but you know, they want that number one seed. So they're not going to do that just willy-nilly. Willy, you'll see in-game rests. What do we see from Embiid? Who, unfortunately, you had to play big minutes against the Pelicans, 33 of them uh, on Friday. He did come into that one questionable. There's no word whether he's going to sit or not. We'll see. He could be out of this game, so let's watch for that one. And then Seth Curry. His play has been awesome. 30-plus uh, minutes in three of the last four games, really, really stepping up his play. After a string of games which were honestly terrible, for a few months, he was really bad. And now, he, from a fantasy point of view, now he's putting up the numbers where he is a 12-team league option. Let's go to the next game, the Wizards and the Pacers. You want to talk about teams not know what the fuck they're doing? The Washington Wizards. And that's not fair because they are winning, but it is fair in so many other ways. I have no idea what is going to happen with Daniel Gafford. So I put him there as a placeholder for, again, this is, this is going to be a blue show. R18 plus rated this show. This is going to be a masterclass in center rotation fuckery from Washington. What are they going to do? Is it going to be Len? Is it going to be Gafford? Is it going to be Lopez? Are we going to get the returning Rui Hachimura to play a ton of center minutes? What happens to Aquaman Anthony Gill? Is he back out of the rotation? Probably. They're probably going to win because they seem to win every game. And when they lose, they lose by a bee's dick anyway. Um, 
But I really want to see how they run that Gafford rotation. Well, Hal Neto was awesome last game. The Wolfman, as Bradley Beal calls him, which is actually absolute top-tier nickname. Um, the Wolfman played 35 minutes. Now, prior to that, he hadn't gone over 30 for seven consecutive games. So I don't think we need to get yeah, unbelievably out of control based on Neto's performance. But he is a top 100 player over the last two weeks. So there is stream value there for him. The unraveling Indiana Pacers, who, to be fair to them, had a good win in their last game. What are they going to look like in this one against Washington? Obviously, both these teams want to win because they want to keep their, their playing chances or, or playing odds higher or positioning in that sort of situation a little bit higher. Brogdon, Sumner, and Lamb are all questionable. Brogdon has missed the last five. If he is out, we're looking to fire up Aaron Holiday, who played well in one start and poor in another. I think the minutes have been, well, not I think, I know the minutes have been good enough to at least consider him a flyer if we do have Brogdon out. I'm not that keen on O'Shea Brissett anymore. 26, 24, and 24 minutes in the last three games. I do think he is a pretty solid 12-team drop at this stage. The Grizzlies and the Raptors, another team where I just go rotations. Well, what does it even mean? Like, what are you, what are you guys even thinking about? But let's see how Jaron Jackson looks, who's had a couple of flashes, but overall, I think has been sort of disappointing from a fantasy point of view, at least. He should see his minutes increase a little bit here, but can he put something together outside of you know, occasionally a good scoring game or occasionally a good efficiency game or occasionally a good blocks game instead of putting it all together, which hasn't really happened. There is no Grayson Allen in this one, so we'll see what happens with the you know, Bain and uh, Concha, who they threw into the rotation for God knows what reason, DeAnthony Melton-type minutes, but also want to watch Jar Morant, who again has had these little flashes and then he goes off and plays some pretty substandard basketball, especially from a fantasy point of view. What Jar are we going to get in this game. And yeah, my criticism is not saved just for the Detroit Pistons. What's Toronto doing? Now, I understand that they have no interest in the play-in game. It's been a terrible season from them. COVID uh, hits coaching staff and players. Playing the whole season in Tampa must be absolutely shit house. No offense to Tampa, but you're on the road literally all year. And then they played this thing where they just were sitting guys, just resting players like the Pistons were. We're not on back-to-backs, just sitting Lowry and Van Vliet and Ananobi and all those guys. You're like, okay, they're packing it in. And then they, for some reason, started playing them in back-to-backs again and pushing, it seemed like. And then when they play, they play 40-plus minutes a night. And now I think they've just said, screw this shit, we're out. Van Vliet's out, Ananobi's out, Lowry's out. Boucher's not coming back this season, I think would be a solid guess. So, yeah, the frustration is... because. And maybe it's just a pointed frustration from me as a fantasy person. I have no idea what their plan is because they rested these guys. You know, they're going to rest them. Five week game come, five game week coming up. They're going to play three games, and they played four, and they played the back to backs. You go, okay, you haven't played a back to back in three weeks. What is the process? And now it's just free for all. Just like oh, you're out. Just have a sit. Like pick your ass. Like do whatever you want, except don't play. And again, I don't have a problem with that. But use logic. Use consistency. That's the things that shit me. So anyway, there's Van Vliet out. There's Ananobi out. There's Larry out. You're going to get big Gaz Trent minutes. You're going to get big Malachi Flynn minutes. You're going to get Stan Johnson starting and doing nothing. That's something we all look forward to. And a big opportunity for Pascal Siakam and Ken Birch to put up good games. Um, so can Trent do anything apart from score? The answer to that is going to be no, but his minutes will be high and his scoring opportunities will be high. So that's good. And let's see if Flynn can get back on track. His last three games have been atrocious. I hope he can get back on track because I do like him as a player. He shouldn't have been April Rookie of the Month, but I do like him as a player. And let's see what he is able to do uh, in this one for the good old... Oh, that's, that's the end of that game. Let's move on to the next one. We're looking at the Thunder and the Warriors. The C part of Moses Brown, another guy whose minutes have been fluctuating quite a bit. He's not in any risk of losing the starter's role, but you know, the production's up and down. But I still think if you're looking for boards, blocks, field goal percentage, yeah, Brown can be someone that you can stream in. I'm highly doubtful Lou Dort plays. 
He's got an alleged hip injury. He's now got a knee problem. He's playing poorly. Um, the Thunder, it's the first of a back-to-back for them. I think he just sits both of these games, to be honest. So I, I don't think Dort plays, and that's going to open up minutes for guys like the Oklahoma City Mudflap, Kenrich Williams, uh, Gabriel Deck. I could barely recognize my own dick. Josh Hall, Jalen Horde. Um, Charlie Brown even. We don't know exactly how those minutes will uh, will play out, but I, I do not think that Dort plays in both of these games. Deeper leagues, you can look at Deck. Um, Williams is, is a deeper league option as well, who I love as a player, just not the greatest uh, fantasy option out there. For the Warriors, Kent Bazemore, really like him as a stream option. Nice rebounder, usually good steals guy, hits some threes. Not a bad passer at times. And then Juan Toscano Anderson, we've still got um, James Wiseman out, of course. Uh, Eric Paschal remains sidelined. Leon Oubre are out for the season. So yeah, uh, Toscano Anderson's going to play high 20s in minutes and provide, at the very worst, 14-team league value. The next game is the Rockets and the Jazz. Now, I, I know what the Rockets are doing. They are trying to lose games, and that's fine. And I've got no criticism of what they've been doing. The injury situation, we don't know. Will Kevin Porter play? Almost undoubtedly not. Avery Bradley, will he play? He's missed the last game for personal reasons. I haven't heard, but I, I don't assume that he would play. In fact, I'd have to assume that he doesn't play uh, on the back-to-back on the road with personal reasons. Sterling Brown's been out forever. He's you know, We don't know if he's going to play. Jay Sean Tate dealing with a knee problem. He's questionable. DJ Wilson is questionable. The only thing we know at this point is that uh, Christian Wood, the crucifix, will be out. So we're going to get good minutes for Kelly Linek, but that means we get good minutes for KJ Martin, who's playing very well and is a 12-team league must-roster player at this point. Now, we don't know how his role looks when Brown, Tate, Bradley, Porter, Wood, Gordon, Wilson, all those guys still can come back this season. They may not, but they still can. And if they do, then Martin's value drops. But you add him and let's figure it out later. Well, Armani Brooks played well on Friday. He is prone to some ups and downs, but 30 plus minutes in three of the last four games. And if Bradley and Porter are out, as I expect, um, then I do see Brooks as a, as a solid option. For the um, for the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell will be out. I, I don't expect Mike Conley to play, but that's not confirmed. So Clarkson and Conley are going to have that increased usage. So Clarkson and Ingles are going to have that increased usage as is Boyan Bogdanovich, who just dropped a casual 48 on Friday. And this guy has been shit-ass all season until the last three weeks, where he's, I think, top 25 player. So, yeah, just turning it on at absolutely the right time. Good old Boyan Bogdanovich. The next game, the Nets and the Nuggets. Do they play DeAndre Jordan to match up against Nikola Jokic? God, I hope so, just for humor's sake. But Or do they play Nick Claxton in that role? Last game, Jordan was a DNPCD, while Claxton pushed up to 19 minutes. They can also run Jeff Green and Blake Griffin at center. Or will they go back um, to DeAndre Jordan? I've got Kevin Durant listed as a player to watch here because Durant's last game was pretty poor. It was some really rough shooting. He is obviously better than this. Um, so let's hope he gets back on track. For the uh, Nuggets... Austin Rivers, two really good games in a row. Now, the shooting has absolutely zero chance of sticking. We don't know whether Barton and Monty Morris are going to play. I would assume not. So Rivers is going to get a lot of minutes there. While Paul Millsap played 24 and 27 the last two games, but it has been a while since he played in back-to-backs. So will Millsap play in this back-to-back? Will he start? Will they put Jermichael Green into that role? Do they start Austin Rivers, perhaps? I'm a bit... Yeah, we look at what Millsap did, and one of those games was good. One of them was poor. But if we look at what he did on Friday, we go, that's pretty good. I wouldn't mind adding that. I just think there is a distinct risk that he does not play because of the pattern of him sitting on those back-to-backs. The last game of the day we look at is the Spurs and the Blazers. Lonnie Walker started. He scored. 
and he didn't do anything else. That is absolutely the Lonnie Walker mantra. Well, Jakob Pertl, we were a bit worried about a three-man center rotation. Gorgie Jeng was out on Friday, out of the rotation. I mean, he was healthy. Pop just didn't play him, and Pertl played 35. So a little bit of a sense of relief there for Pertl. For the Blazers, Carmelo Anthony had been putting up some nice 12-team points and threes-type streaming value. He was dreadful against the Lakers. Can he get it back on track here to be at least that streamer there? Well, I also want to watch my boy Yusuf Nurkic, who is finally rounding into form, making me feel less insane for thinking he could be a third-round pick. It took us months to get there, but this is sort of the value that I thought that, well, actually, I thought he could do more than this, but he's showing how good of a player that he actually is. For streamers, for category leagues, Malachi Flynn, Juan Toscano Anderson, Des Bain, Stan Johnson, and Jermichael Green, while for points leagues, it's KJ Martin, Kem Birch, Malachi Flynn, Kent Bazemore, and the C part of Moses Brown. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. While on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, leave your comments, drop your bell. You know what to do. Just flick it and ding it and thumb it and do all that sort of stuff. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. This is-